and welcome to BoobTube, the podcast where smart women talk about what they're watching and not watching. I'm Sarah Whitus. I'm Amanda Toysher. And we're back from Thanksgiving. I watched, basically watched three seasons of Schitt's Creek in a week. I'm so proud of you. Uh, I know. <laughs> what, what, what I've accomplished. It's amazing. You did so great. It's amazing. I... I tweeted this, but, like, honestly, I think it's amazing that, A, I think that, like, obviously, you know, you recommended it to me, and then I watched it with, like, a few different cross-sections of family um, over the break. Yeah. Um, Like, my grandparents, my, you know, from Ohio, my, like, cool aunt from New York, my, like... Uh, my like mom, you know, like, whatever. Are you saying you know, that like, you're, like people from Ohio, you know where I'm going yeah, with this. That was rude. I know that was rude. Yeah, you knew it as soon as I you meant, said it. I meant it more of a slight against the elderly, honestly, um, <laughs> okay. than I did against people from Ohio. Um, but like, you know, I've just and then I, I recommended it to my coworker who moved to Canada a few weeks ago and who lived in Canada for several you years. You can learn so much about Canada previously. and how they don't want to talk about being in Canada from that show. Well, I also think it's hilarious that it they seem to be in some non-existent part of Canada where it's like always summer. <laughs> I think that's funny, like, too. I've noticed that where I'm like, it's kind of like wait, there's another show like that where it's always warm and i'm like that's not oh shoot what show is it there's a show where that it's like not... it takes place and it's always summer in and a cold like... place this is not what it's like there <laughs> like where is this in in canada where like they're basically wearing tank tops like, oh no wait, wait no it's the opposite it's a show where every it's always, it's winter. always winter they're always wearing coats to make it seem serious and grayer but like they never show it <gasps> suits it suits, Sarah. It suits. suits I, this is why I couldn't. It never seems had no to frame. happen in the is, summer. Is Suits Canadian? Isn't Suits Canadian? No. Or am what? I like, I'm making it's that up. It's on the Where's USA Network. I, oh, yeah. No, I don't mean into the show. For some reason, I thought it was set in Canada. I don't remember why. No, it's right. set it in New York. <laughs> but I love that your correlation with the USA Network is that like all of its shows must be like, <laughs> it's, all of its shows must be like American. Well, like, I, I don't mean that, just that it's definitely yeah. not Canadian. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I don't know why. You know, maybe I thought this because like, isn't Meghan Markle like, is she American? No, I She's don't know Ameri- why I thought this. Well, I don't I know. know if you heard, Sarah, but Meghan Markle married Prince Harry? Now she's British, so it doesn't, yeah, none of this matter. I have no idea why I thought that show was Canadian. But in any case, I think it's hilarious that it's like perennial summer somewhere in Canada. That's like not, doesn't seem like a thing. But I, somehow my um, coworker, Kat, who's like lived in Canada, she went to college in Canada and moved back to Canada a few months ago, had like never heard of this show. And so not <laughs> Um, I was like, you need, and she actually just texted me 10 minutes ago and was like, how had I never seen Shit's Creek before? And I was like, I'm so glad you have to join the fold. Um, pretty soon everyone's going to have seen that. Yeah. It's so delightful. I mean, like I just, I want it to keep sweeping, uh, both nations, all of, you know, or let's expand this to all of North America at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I just I I think it's so great. So I am now up into the fourth right. season. Right. Yeah. So yeah. and the fifth season I think we were saying is on next month. So I know. So we we timed it perfectly. I feel like. 
Yeah, we did. We just got into this. I love jumping on a bandwagon at just just it, right, just the right time. Just in yeah. time. I feel like I did that with Good Place. I jumped on it right before the actual episode with the twist. So, right, right, right. right. Yeah, we're really, we're really just we have our fingers on the pulse here. Yeah, here yeah. We just wait for people to tell us <laughs> with um, shows that have been on for several years. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're. I mean, well, they're Canadian. We had yeah, there's, exactly. There's great geographic gonna, distance, so. It's going to take a while to drift down this way. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But so anyway, I'm glad that you've watched that and have embraced it so fully. Um, yeah. This week, I also watched uh, this this new Netflix show that it's it's so funny. I, I don't feel like I can recommend it to you specifically. I recommend it to our viewers if this sounds interesting or viewers our listeners who are more discerning who are more more or less discerning than me no 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 but if if it sounds interesting <laughs> to them i was just, i just okay. stopped myself because i said viewers um yeah and um uh voice what was what's this oh face face for radio um so anyway it's a netflix animated series called she-ra princesses of power which i know just sounds I know it sounds ludicrous right it just sounds like really serious like silly but wasn't she-ra a cartoon she was like, a cartoon a in the cartoon? 80s and i uh, i should have looked this up before i started talking because um i knew nothing about this i had never heard of it i think she was you'd never heard of she-ra no i didn't watch no. these kind of things i didn't watch it either. i didn't i didn't really watch it either. i watched i watched uh like teenage mutant ninja turtles but that's like kind of the only like cartoon like superhero thing so mm-hmm. i'd never heard of it but she's she's like affiliated with he-man i want to say yeah that sounds someone was saying that but i anyway i don't know anything (laughs) about the original so i went into this um completely like not knowing what to expect um so it's a 13 episode series um they're all like just 20 minutes long and honestly it is just it is so delightful i watched six episodes with um our friends aaron dave and bobby and then um, the next day, immediately watch the next seven. Um, and it's just, there's so much that's great about it for like a kid's like superhero, uh, cartoon. It's for one, it's doesn't shy away from the fact that it's feminine. There's just pink and purple and glitter everywhere. And most of the characters are female or non-binary. You don't really, you might not know. And, um, the premise of it is that, it's kind of like Star Wars, like Evil Empire, and then the Rebellion. There's a rebellion in this magical land called Etheria, and there's the evil horde that's trying to suppress it and take over these different realms where these different princesses are. I might be getting these details wrong. And um, <laughs> seems like it's, the details are not the really the point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this one character, Adora, she is a, like a soldier, like a cadet with the evil horde, and she has some sort of vision of her with a, a sword and and learns more about what the Horde is doing in Etheria. And she basically defects and joins um, these these two other characters. One is a princess named Glimmer who can tran- or can teleport. And then the other is this guy named Bo, who is just so delightful. And because he has a bow and arrow. And anyway, they decide to bring back the princess alliance each episode they're like going to a different princess to get them to join the alliance your guard is also your butler i'm a little understaffed right now everybody fled because the gate is falling apart or whatever what What? 
Yeah, I know, right? It figures I would inherit a kingdom that's crumbling, but it's totally fine. I'm handling it. It's just kind of inconvenient because the horde won't stop attacking us. Why is the gate falling apart? I mean, who knows, but it's getting weaker every day, and if the horde tries to attack us again, we're pretty much dead. The horde is the reason we're here. We want to rebuild the Princess Alliance. None of us stand a chance on our own, but we might be able to stop them together. <laughs> sure, because that went so great the first time. In the way, you know, they, they say like something like, you know, 90% of speaking uh, parts in Hollywood movies and a lot of TV shows are men, like specifically white men. Mm -hmm. This show, mm -hmm. all of the characters are female or like non-men. And yeah. it's like never addressed in any way and it doesn't feel forced. It feels the exact same. It's it's as if we lived in this like alternate universe where um, we didn't accept fully the gender binary. We didn't fully accept that like women are subservient or something. It, it's just really great and refreshing. And it makes me it makes me want to have a kid so I can make them watch this and no other superhero shows. <laughs> um, and it's That's often pretty, really okay. funny and, this and is, it's sweet. And it is, it is animated. It's animated. Right? It's like, it's okay. different style of animation than the original. It's like anime style. I don't know enough about animation techniques to say more than that, except that it looks like anime. But not quite yeah. as like... Okay. But a little bit better. <laughs> that's yeah. mean. Okay. That's mean to say about anime. I don't know, but you know how like in anime, there's always like they'll have people like yelling, and then it like zooms in, and yeah. it's like frozen just on this one face that they're making, except their mouths are warbling. This right. is actually like right. full animation, but they right. look like anime yeah, yeah, yeah. characters. Um, anyway, that's enough of that. It is like a kid show, but um, a bunch of adults I now know are really into this, and I kind of get it. Anyway, um, so that's pretty awesome. It sounds like um, it sounds like I, I actually have heard of the show and like what I had heard of, that it was like also very good on like um, like LGBT yeah. inclusivity and like plot lines and like kind of in a in a Steven Universe ish sense. Yes, there's yes. Yeah, it's and it, cause, and it doesn't it address it. Um, head on like I said it doesn't feel mm -hmm. forced it's just kind of accepting mm -hmm. and natural about certain friendships and it doesn't ever explain the nature of certain people's friendships it doesn't need to um mm -hmm. and yeah anyway it's really lovely and I think even if you're not into it I think if mm -hmm. you care about this kind of representation especially for kids shows it's worth watching just any episode maybe like the one of the first couple and just getting a sense of like what the show's doing because i think it's really awesome that's really cool and i'm glad that netflix saw value in you know in this show that's like you know just sounds like very um really you said like all female cast and i don't Sandra know Sandra oh it's, is it's, the character in it oh my god wonderful yeah. That's her, that is her wonderful. Her character's name. She's the aunt of the one princess glimmer. She's a she's a sorceress, and her her name is Castaspella. <laughs> <laughs> that's that funny. So silly. Um. Anyway, yeah. It's interesting because I feel like this would be a natural fit for like Adult Swim or or uh, Cartoon Network or something. You know, but it's like, not quite that tongue in cheek um, or funny. It's like it's pretty. Mm -hmm. It's pretty earnest. Um. Mm -hmm. But it's super diverse. Like the cast is mm -hmm. incredibly diverse, and they're all playing people that look differently from them um mm -hmm. i mean it's a magical land so they don't really talk about 
our sense, like our ethnicity <laughs> um, mm-hmm. perceptions. But anyway, yeah. That's awesome. It it like I I just think it's really cool that like Netflix. This is a show that like Netflix believes in at least at least enough for a for yeah. a season. And, yeah. Um, so what what have you been cool. what have you been watching besides Shit's Creek? Did you watch anything else? Yeah, I actually, so I meant to watch My Brilliant Friend, and I didn't do that. Me neither. So. We never mm. watch what we say we're going to watch. It's it's all aspirational. Well, sometimes, we, sometimes we do. Well, sometimes you do we more do. than I I'm do. Going I'm to. really bad about it. I like, <laughs> yeah, you're like, I'm going to watch a thing and then like get sidetracked by like... <laughs> By, by a children's cartoon. Yeah. It's like, oh, weirdly, I'm not going to watch that Elena Ferrante miniseries. I think I'll watch an animated series about a eight-foot-tall woman with a sword. So I mean, it can all be prestige television. We, we will get burned out no, on prestige those television. People might listen to me and think, Amanda, it can't all just be guilty pleasure or trash or... <laughs> right. Anyway. Well, that is kind of... It's funny because I think I kind of watched basically like a highbrow version of trash this week. That was like... I also got sidetracked of like... Uh, I can't like sit here and watch, you know. I can't. I was like, I, I actually did start my brilliant friend, and I do want to go back to it because I li- I thought it was. Oh, really you did start it, but I did start it. I started the first episode, and then I was like too tired, and I I fell asleep. <laughs> Weird. Um, but I will. I know it's never happened. Uh, but I will go back to it. But then instead, I watched every episode of the new season of Room One Hundred Four. Um, I didn't even know they I were making I... another season of that. Yeah, neither did I. And then it was just like, oh, it's here it is. Um, and it's actually still in progress. So I think there are two episodes left in the oh, okay. season. Um, but uh, I think I talked about this last Halloween. I remember time. you doing that. Yeah. Yeah, because it was like kind of a creepy show. And I think they launched. I think this season started um, around Halloween as well, because it's like, right, it's like six episodes in now. Um, so... To refresh your memory, it's like on HBO. It's an anthology series from the Duplass brothers, uh, yeah. those prolific white men. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I Good for I them for getting like, another job. Yeah, shockingly. <laughs> they managed to just piece it together for this one. Um, Good for them. I didn't even really like the first no i'm like that's why i'm like surprised that you are that you've been watching yeah i just like watched the first one and i was kind of compelled by the opening episode and then just kept going until i'd watched six of them maybe it could Um, maybe put a spell on you maybe cast a spell on you i sort of felt like i was in a trance honestly i mean it's such a deeply weird show i mean the the episodes are basically one act plays um and most of them are one scene really but some of them have like time time jumps but mostly they're basically one scene and um and i i mean there are especially in this season like in the last season too it's kind of a mix of sort of pseudo horror and just flat out bizarre or even occasionally funny which is and i and i think that's mostly the case with this one mm-hmm. too um there are like some fun takes on some classic horror episodes particularly this episode called the woman in the wall Ooh. um and the and the opening episode the premiere which uh has it is about like a kind of deranged sister coming to visit her um 
her her sister's 30th birthday party in the hotel. And I mean, I really like the premise that all of this weird shit happens. I like the idea of the show that all this weird shit happens in this hotel room. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some fun guest stars. Um, Michael Shannon pops up. Oh, and he's creepy. Does, he does, he's really scary. He's very creepy. He's creepy here too, although he's not actually doing a great Russian accent, but he does do a, about a two minute rap in his Russian oh, no. accent. And that sounds terrible, but it, actually works. I don't know. I feel like uh, he's funny. I, I like him. <laughs> he is funny. He's very, I mean, he's a very good actor and he's like, he's so odd that he really fits the sensibility of this show. Um, Rain Wilson has his own episode, Dwight from the office, yeah. which is one of my favorites that I watched. Um, Brian Tyree Henry, who's definitely having a well-deserved the moment uh, from Atlanta, um, who plays Paperboy uh, on Atlanta. Yeah. Out. Alfred Paperboy, um, and who's in uh, who's in Widows, which is out right now. I still have to see and that. so his episode of Room One Hundred Four is kind of a musical. He's oh my god, that's great. Most of the episode, yeah, it's I mean, good. Although I'd watch it for the guest stars. Totally, the guest stars are really good. Tom Lank, who I love from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh-huh. and his uh, and his and his Instagram where he turns his trash into celebrity clothing, um, is is in an episode. He's really great. Um, although he's playing a thirty year old ish, and I just learned that he's forty two, so that's very impressive. Well, good for um, him. Maybe I mean, I'll reach the that. Brian. Like the Brian Tyree Henry episode kind of exemplifies the the trend with this show, though, is that it tends to have like a very heavy, intense setup that is then hard to it. It's hard to like make the end the end of the episode stand up to the premise. It's like so they've like built it up so much by mm-hmm. the end that sometimes it just feels like. Eh, all right you know like that and i felt unfortunate like the brian terry henry episode was was that way but um one of the like episodes, every stephen uh king novel yes right we've talked about this build before. up build up build up yes where when you, you watching... expect some sort of payoff and then it's just kind of right. like well did you was that scary cool we're done it's like oh uh, right wait, no i needed something at the end and some of them really work one of the episodes is truly one of the most deeply weirdest things I've ever seen on television, honestly, um, does involve some mild cannibalism. Um, um, it's not, it's not, it's not gory in any way, really, but except for it, the cannibalism, um, <laughs> the cannibalism, but it's, uh, Canna- again, okay, it's, let, let, it's not people eating off the, of each other. Or let the record like show that on November 27th, 2018, Sarah Whitus said it's cannibalism, <laughs> but <laughs> but fun yeah but like but it's but it's it's, trust fun. me it's cool it's cool <laughs> it's more of a soylent green is people kind of thing if you get my drift um so yeah if you're looking for something weird to spend two hours with you know I, you can do a lot worse than room 104 it's like again i'm just not convinced that it's like some of the episodes i'm like okay i, I could have written that i mean i didn't but i could have you know um you know if someone had asked me to i probably could have churned out something that's equal to that and then some of them are really fun i don't know it's a very uneven show but um very weird i got it was like my last hit of creepy for this season i guess but um speaking of uneven shows <laughs> um i guess yeah. we can 
move on to the meat of our episode, which we were going to talk about, a co- you know, kind of the beginning a uh, few episodes of, of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Which you're um, farther along than I am, and I apologize for that. Um, I, I, so I started watching it um, just the other day. Um, I'm through the second, I'm through the, halfway through the third episode. I think there's six episodes out right now. Um, yeah, there's six, yeah. And... The reason I delayed it for so long was kind of confirmed to me, which was just that I was worried that I wasn't going to like it. It's just not doing the same thing for me anymore. I find Mm -hmm. Rebecca to be a, at this point, a really unrelatable character, which is, in my mind, not the point of the show originally. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What are you thinking so far? You've watched more episodes than I have. So it's funny because after like the third, fourth episode, I was feeling really good about the show. And then the last two have been. It is so uneven. That doesn't surprise me at all. Like I'll, it'll even yeah, be like down to like, been. it'll be down to like half an episode. I'll be like, oh, this episode is so fun. And then something will happen. You're like, oh, this is so stupid. This is poorly done. I don't know. Yeah. It always has been. I've always felt like Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Like, you know, I think we've talked about this before, but you know, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend was pitched originally to, I think, Showtime. And I think that it would have been so much better suited in like a pay cable model where it only has to make 12 or 13 episodes a season. Um, and just have than, yeah, and just have a little you know, bit more. Lengthier. I don't know. Maybe and I think input. maybe the episodes. I don't know. I guess the episodes. Sometimes I think the episodes should only be half an hour, and then I'm like, oh, there's so many characters that that that's hard to do. But I mean, I I would say after the first episode, you know, the first episode, Rebecca's in jail, um, leading off from the end of last season where she um, attempted murder against Trent um, for trying to kill Nathaniel. Uh, who I miss dearly. Trent popped so up creepy. briefly in that first episode. And then I was like really hoping he would come back and he hasn't yet. The new Donnie Foster. Um, yes. <laughs> our, our, our CW version of Donnie Faster from the X-Files. <laughs> like, I mean, so the first episode was annoying me. I was like, oh God, we're going back into like, I my least favorite Rebecca is like Rebecca self-pity mode yeah she's, and she's pretty just, bad rebecca yeah like her whole thing with like i deserve this to be in prison blah 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 I'm like no you literally don't you like were defending someone's you know trying to save someone's life um that's and a, what i what i did side, t- t- side note that's like another thing with this show it's like forgets that you know certain things that like i feel like i remember talking about this that certain things don't add up and like they they rely on you just be willing like being willing to go with the show and where it wants to go but they haven't done the work to get to that point so I mean, like she always felt like you know crazy ex-girlfriend though is like mostly a fantasy no i don't mean so that I, though i give it a lot i don't know i don't i don't mean that it's just you have to have some buy-in towards something being bad and mm-hmm. then they, they it's kind of like the show don't tell thing. They they establish all these things around something as being like, oh, and now this is a terrible situation she's in. But you can't let go of the fact that this situation is not the way it was. The, the, the way they're framing it now is not how it was before. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I mean, like, I feel like it just doesn't know how to build on itself. It just makes it up as it goes along and forgets that the like viewer it doesn't might know not how to wick mix- them. 
like it might like it doesn't know like it doesn't know how to really make a lot of stakes right like you like, you are right yeah, yeah, yeah you're sp- in that first episode you're supposed to be like oh yeah boy she did like try to kill trent or like be thinking mm-hmm. that way that's how the plot moves along but the whole time you're thinking but she didn't do that mm-hmm. so like that's actually the biggest issue here for me <laughs> I, I agree. I think that often the show, I think the only stake really is like Rebecca's mental health, but then they, they don't really, there aren't a lot of stakes with regards to anything else. And in fact, I read kind of an interesting take on the show earlier that was saying, you know, a lot of shows feel like they can cast, you know, get rid of their, their side characters, like cast them, you know, kill them off willy nilly and crazy ex-girlfriend goes to like great lengths to um include its side characters even like when they make no sense in the plot line you know they'll like kind of work them in somehow because they feel like they need to but yes i think because of that i've always felt like i don't i'm like okay these people are are going anywhere aren't you know but although that's interesting because um we find out in in the last couple of episodes that um Heather and Veronica are both kind of moving away. And so no! they're... Yeah, and they're kind of... You know, they're both going to be... They they definitely imply that they're both going to be popping. Wait, I don't Veronica? think these care. Uh, you know, um, our... Uh, Josh's ex-girlfriend, Veronica. Oh, wait, no, that's... um, um That's not... Her name's not... It's... Uh, well, now I can't remember yeah. her name. <laughs> Am I messing that up? Yeah, it's... um. Oh, am I thinking of her real name? I might be Maybe. thinking of her real name. This is really embarrassing. She's a major character, but now that you put Veronica in my head, it starts with a V. Uh, are we sure it's not Veronica? It, it's a hundred percent sure. Wait, hold on, hold on. You we're know, you know, this. I. Oh, we're gonna solve this. Hold on. Yeah, I'm like, you know, I know names. So I just can't remember <laughs> this one. Let's see. Uh, we're both typing, typing, typing. <laughs> it's like I keep wanting to it's say Valencia. Like Val- it's Valencia. Valencia. I was like Valhalla. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I was very close. Um, Valhalla I was, also was thinking, closer. To my to my credit, I googled Veronica Ruiz, um, and the the actress's name is Gabrielle Ruiz. So I was so like, you're just, I was no, like you, half yeah. and half. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So anyway, Valencia, Valencia. No, she's my favorite. I love Valencia. Well, her and she like. I yeah, <laughs> and Trent. Um, and Trent. <laughs> I mean, so we kind of actually do have. We're like raising the stakes a little bit. I also think. Like, oh, I forgot to of... mention that the actress who plays Heather is a voice of one of the princesses in Shira. Oh really? Yeah, she's really funny. She's the Mer Princess, Mermista. Anyway, keep going. Oh my god, that show has a great cast. It's, it's amazing. Super does. Um, so I think that they are maybe trying to like clear out characters ahead of. The well, she might just be getting of... too big for it or something. Uh, well, I think that they're trying to get people out in, in advance of Greg coming back, which is happening in the second half of the season and like and and kind of probably going to devote more maybe time to that. Um, yeah, but that's, I don't know if that it doesn't seem like you need to was... get rid of those characters. But they also like certainly imply that they're they're going to be popping back up. They just need an excuse for them to not be in every episode. Oh, basically. I see. Like, yeah. So I think that we need to, like, not be wondering where they are. But because they're like, you know, uh, Heather's just moving 
like an hour away to work at a different home base location uh, and like buying a house with um, with what's his face Hector. with uh, Cute Hector. Hector adorable Hector I love I love them um, they're like by and and then Valencia is moving across the country but like you know I think that and they're like talking on Skype and stuff so I think that they just want us to not need to like know know where they are every episode but I mean here's the thing I just like I'm hoping the last two episodes have been real clunkers um one where everyone's just like different like different characters are like stuck in different cars together and like that's the entire episode I'm kind of like I kind right. of would like that good I was, I was like it's a good bottle episode except it's multiple bottles. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also like a good excuse to put characters together who don't usually go together. And then, I mean, of course, the other driving thing about this season is that Rebecca's quitting her job as a lawyer. And yeah. And kind of the effort to Which, enjoy her. Okay, so I want to talk know, about that for a sec because... Yeah. Um, on the one hand, like, when you say that on surface, like, that's fine. That's, like, actually would be an interesting plot arc for a show to have, um... Where, like, this overachieving person that's gone through a mental health crisis is, like, Mm -hmm. trying something different. But the Mm -hmm. episode I was watching, the third episode, where she just leaves the office and goes to work at the pretzel place with Jim, um, is, it's just, like, classic in this show where it's kind of, like, it's almost like it's cheap writing. That the only way to communicate her sort of rash decision making or the fact that she doesn't really know what she's doing is to show the chaos it throws other people into because like once again she's being incredibly selfish she's making it really Mm -hmm. difficult for paula the only person being rational back at the law firm and Mm -hmm. um it's deeply frustrating and i think that she has become a lot less less sympathetic to me and Mm -hmm. originally i feel like the whole point of the show was to show that someone could engage in quote crazy unquote actions because they're complex and they have everyone's got their own issues and you could still relate to them even if they did these you know like singularly crazy things um but at this point rebecca is beyond that she's not relatable like you you've seen her do this to her friend so many times and you've seen her make bad decisions and it's just Oh, she kind of bores me. I like I don't like the scenes that she's in and I'm just waiting for the scenes of the side characters. It's interesting because I on the one hand I I admire that about the show. Like we've given Rebecca this uh you know Rebecca has like come to terms sort of with her um borderline personality disorder and and you know that's something that is going to make her more difficult to relate to as like a as a um as a viewer and I on the other hand I'm part of me is kind of like sure that's part of the point also is maybe to you know is not necessarily to identify with her but and you know because people who you know who have borderline personality disorders and other personality disorders like you know do make the same mistakes over and over and over again. Yeah, so but, but that doesn't I see mean where that, that's. But they. But it's I, like I also don't think that necessarily. Likeable. I almost feel like that's a disservice sure. because they're just making well, her dislikable. I mean, I feel like, but I mean, I can see where that's part of the point, but also it doesn't necessarily make for good television. <laughs> you know, well, so I don't, know, I don't even know if that's the issue for me. I would love it if it was a character that had borderline personality that kept making the mistakes, but you got. 
I just, I'm frustrated with Rebecca and I actually don't want to watch her anymore. And I don't mm-hmm. think that's actually doing the service it intends. And I don't know if that's just because the writing is uneven. Sometimes it's not like that, but sometimes I'm just like, oh, Rebecca, can this scene with you end so we can get back to Paula? See, I, it's interesting. I have a totally different feeling where I still, Rebecca's definitely still my favorite character on the show. I mean, I love Paula that's also. That's so interesting. I and I just I often Rebecca's moments where I do really identify with her like I don't think you've gotten to the episode um, where she's singing the song one of the songs I love from this season called seize the day um, about just not <laughs> not wanting to leave the house and oh I saw that that was really ex- funny <laughs> I, I loved that I keep coming up with excuses not to leave the house and like instead uh, finally just well the song was relatable all day Yeah, but I think, you know, I, but also relating to her, you know, being like, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna really get back out there and do some stuff with my life and hang out with my friends and go to this screening of Hocus Pocus that my friends are inviting me to and I should do that and just being like, I was like, this episode has everything. (laughs) I love this episode. It also, and the Um, other relatable song, the cringe song, like do the cringe. The cringe song is so good. Oh my God. I loved the cringe song. Um, I think that a lot of the songs have been, I've been loving some, some of the songs this season. I really love no one else is singing my song, uh, which had the whole cast in it, um, which I think was in the second episode. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I saw that one. The, that's like where, it might have been in the first one. Might have been in the first one. Um, I also thought the takeoff on the Chicago song, the "What's Your Story" in the with the other inmates in the prison, mm-hmm. uh, was also pretty funny. I liked but the "Don't Be a Lawyer" song. The "Don't Be a Lawyer" song, um, also being like a genre of song, like the kind of like New Jack nineteen eighties, yeah. yeah, not being <laughs> one that they've done before. I thought that song was so good. It was that was my favorite so far. like Ally McBeal. There are so many other professions that don't turn you into Jeff Sessions. Just say no to the lawyer employer. No, don't be a lawyer. So honestly, that song has been in my head constantly for weeks. Um, And then one of my other, actually probably my favorite song of the season um, in maybe the following episode from what you've seen, but Rebecca's um, long lost half brother, she's kind of semi long lost half brother, is featured in the episode, and uh, he sings this song called Child Star, and I, it's it's perfect. I'll have I love to be it. on the lookout for that um, one. Yeah, that's probably been my favorite of the season, and then but then again, the last two episodes that I, um, uh, that I you know were saying I'm not wild about the songs in those episodes were kind of not great uh and the songs really carry it don't they yeah i mean sometimes they do i'll i'll forgive a lot about an otherwise mediocre episode if it's honestly that child star that child star song did all i mean i thought that the episode was pretty good but that child star song like elevated it to another level for me i'm also liking this year's theme song what are you what are your thoughts on i like it more than last year's um it took me until the uh, second episode to realize that it was the new theme song because it didn't like right. stand out to me. I don't know how I feel about it yet. 
I like it. I like also the woman who is like not Rebecca. Um, Deborah. Yeah. My name is Deborah. And then she has a different, um, she's like a different closing line. Yeah, every time. At the end of every week. I live in this park. Yeah. (laughs) That's maybe my favorite one so far. Um, I'm also going to say that it's, I find it odd that by the word, I'm now the sixth episode of this show. And so, Hebby, um, you know, uh, the now like biological child um of uh daryl uh and and i mean rebecca donated her eggs so that yeah. daryl could have this baby named hebby um Rebecca. <laughs> yeah Rebecca. <laughs> which i really thought they would change that name but nope um and i'm glad they didn't she hasn't like interacted with the kid at all which wouldn't necessarily normally be weird except that like she sees Daryl every day and he's like kind of, you know, I mean, the baby Maybe is Darryl's a big part scenes of the were all show. filmed separately or something. Well, they're interacting a lot. In fact, they just had an entire, in the most oh. recent episode, is, a, is an entire mind. plot line that's the two of them. It's almost like, and in fact, there's like this weird moment that's like, I mean, it's supposed to be funny, but it's like a weird moment where like, I mean, basically Daryl and Rebecca are just kind of like lonely and horny and they like, almost make out and it's like uh, yeah exactly it's like no 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 but like it's kind of not even i'm like wait are we supposed to like have not be remembering that like we're the there's a child have a child together like and rebecca's not even remotely curious about this kid it's a little bit weird although i see where it doesn't really fit in the show yeah um anyway we have talked about crazy ex-girlfriend for a while um but I don't know. I think we're in the, I, I guess uh, we're not quite in the, there's going to be like a hiatus. There's an episode next week. So that'll probably be the last one. Maybe mm-hmm. one or two more for the year. But I I will be curious to see how your feelings evolve. I mean, we're in the last season. Thank God it's the last season. I think Yeah, definitely. and I'll say, I'll just say one more thing, which, you know, something I've been thinking a lot about and I keep bringing up is just what what shows lend themselves better to being watched episodically and which shows lend themselves mm-hmm. to being much more of a one giant experience and um all of my complaints about this show are kind of mitigated when I consider the fact that if it's just you know just watching one episode at a time and just enjoying the mm-hmm. songs and the minor characters and all that makes it kind of worth it so that's mm-hmm. all I'll say about so, that so it's definitely a better one one episode at a well, time. Well, cuz it's so uneven. For you. I don't think yeah, you can think yeah. of it as one long thing cuz I think you would just be dissatisfied. Um mm-hmm. but if you're just watching one episode, it's a yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> yeah, I I really have to agree. It's I usually can't really do more than we should like patent this rubric or something. I don't know. I know. <laughs> I don't know what anyone would do with it, and in fact, Netflix would probably try and bury us. But <laughs> <laughs> Netflix yeah. would be like, they know too much. Yeah, they know too much about TV watching. Um, yeah. Anyway, <sighs> anything else you wanted to say about the show? No, I mean, I you know, I'm I love the show, and like I, despite its flaws, I love a lot of shows despite their flaws. Mm-hmm. Remember, we're the people who watched the last season of the X Files. So. With which, oh, we never shared the, the. I learned that the kid who played Jackson Vandekamp. It's like impossible still to say that worst, name without laughing. Still the worst name that's like ever been used. Vandekamp. 
Jackson. Um, he <laughs> How that is was the not... son of Susan Sarandon and Tim Robbins. His name is Miles Literally Robbins. Literally had... Had no idea. I know. He looks a lot. Knowing that, he does look a lot like Tim Robbins. Right? With some yeah. Susan Sarandon eyes. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But yes. Yeah. I am disturbed Jackson Vandekamp can go back to like, you know, just like cast off episodes of Gossip Girl where he belongs. I can't. I just like. <laughs> That's where that name. I'm like that name. Like, oh, because there are Van. Are there are like Vandekamps on Gossip Girl, I think. That's, like, where I'm getting that from. But I still just got Jackson. Oh, and if you Google Miles Robbins, it lists him as a musician. Oh, God, of course it does. Not an actor. (laughs) Oh, he's born in 1992. What kind of, of, like, nepotism got that kid? Like, if you Google him in his Google, it just says... American musician. I'm like, oh, God. Someone must have, someone on that show owed Susan Sarandon a favor. Like, that is the only explanation. Well, he just plays, yeah, okay, well, this, sorry, this didn't turn into, I'm sorry, this turned into the Susan Sarandon Robinson podcast. No, you get me on talking shit about recent seasons of the X-Files, and I will just go off. Yeah, we we Um, go too long, so. Yeah. Um, What are you watching this week? Well, I am in a... I am going to go back to my brilliant friend. It's going to happen, I think. I okay. do think it's going to happen. I will have something to say about that show the next time we talk. By God. I believe in you. you my yeah. brilliant friend. Yeah, <laughs> That's good. <laughs> uh, what about you? Um, what about you? Let's see. I don't... Gosh, I don't know. I guess I... I, I was going to say my brilliant of- friend, but then I'm like really worried about the fact that I called myself on myself earlier about yeah. my inability to watch what I say I'm going to watch. So now I'm like yeah, racking my brain yourself. like be honest with yourself. What are you going to watch? And like well, did uh, you already watch the new season of Great British Bake Off? Oh, yeah, of course I did. <laughs> yeah, that was like one afternoon 3 weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like Sarah Duh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even talk about yeah. it on the podcast because it's just like well because well, I've... they're just churning them out because I feel like we just talked about one the other one pretty recently I like know in well this was the one that yeah. yeah they 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 starting to realize that Americans don't want the three year delays yeah so all right so you have no excuse you have to get you have to I have watch to my brilliant I have to watch too. my brilliant friend so I will it's. It's too, really, it's too early for this to be a not watching because it doesn't premiere for like six weeks or something. But I just am thinking of it because I saw uh, commercials for it while I was watching 3,000 episodes of Room 104. Um, uh, but True Detective Season 3 is uh, is coming. They're making a Season which, 3. They're making a Season 3. It oh, does man. have Mahershala Ali. Um, oh wait i did know about that one i just boy i thought that had already happened yeah right i was never gonna watch it i was never gonna watch it so i just completely right you just like okay right your brain registered is it a thing that exists and then like moved on um yeah but i don't know yeah i just was like jesus we're doing this again um i'm just like remember like a simpler time when we were all only talking about i feel like I never HBO watched True really... Detective, so no. Oh, you never watched the first one, but like no. I but I remember it... everyone talking about it and me being very bored. I will say that you know, for all of the you know, like all of the uh, buzz that like you know Netflix shows or whatever get when they, 
HBO has consistently managed, you know, to turn out like at least one show that like everyone is talking about like a year for the last yeah. You know, I mean, we had Sharp Objects, we had Big Little Lies. I mean, like, a show, they they are consistently turning out shows that, like, even ever so briefly, like, capture the zeitgeist of a certain, you know, uh, demographic anyway of of TV viewers. Yeah. That, you know, like, of the Think, the think Piece uh, set, definitely. Um, so, I don't know. I guess I won't, like, totally write it off yet because I find... Like, I don't know. Mahershala Ali is, is obviously a great actor. And He's like, a good I mean, job, the last but, season, yeah. the last season had Vince Vaughn. So it was like, mm. I mean, just don't even. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, yeah. God. Well, I won't All be right. watching it no matter what. So no. cool. Well, so a premature not watching. Not watching. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Good, good yeah. entry. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, that's it for us this week. Um, that is it. Thanks for listening. We will. And watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for thanks for watching this podcast and um we will see you guys uh in the airwaves bye bye good night